Hello everyone and welcome to Box Office Receipts. I'm your host Tyler Callahan and we have the first week of 2023 done. With that we have the first weekend box office of the year as well as other news. So let's start with the domestic top 5. The numbers will be in a 4 day format to include Monday as well uh, since New Year's Eve took place over the weekend. Staying in first place is Avatar The Way of Water with 82.4 million for a total of 440.5 million. In second place was Puss in Boots The Last Wish with 21.7 million for a total of 66.1 million. Uh, third place was Black Panther Wakanda Forever with 6.5 million with a total now of 439.6 million. Fourth place was I Want to Dance with Somebody with 5.4 million for a total of 16 million. And in fifth place was Babylon with 3.6 million for a total of 11 million dollars. So, both Avatar and Puss in Boots are legging out pretty well. At this rate, Avatar, 550 million domestic is a lock, and 600 million is now likely. As for Puss in Boots, 100 million is locked. The question is, can it get to 150 million by the end of its run? As for the rest, well, we're kind of forever. We'll probably pass 450 million, which is nice. I Want to Dance with Somebody did not seem to find an audience over the holidays, and Babylon is still bombing hard. Again, it was expected to do around $10 million on its opening weekend. It just passed 11 in over a week. As for next weekend, we have our first new wide release of the year with Megan, a horror movie from Bloomhouse and produced by James Wan and Jason Bloom. In China, Avatar The Way of Water continues to hold on, coming in first place again with 37.7 million for a total of 157.5 million. In second place was Someday or One Day with 17.9 million for a total of 36.4 million. Third place was Better Man with 16.4 million with a total now of 16.5 million. That film was released last weekend in the limited release, with its wide release being this weekend. Fourth place was One Piece Film Red with 960,000 for a total of 24.4 million. And in fifth place was Puss in Boots The Last Wish with 870,000 for a total of 1.4 million. Now, let's take a look at a few international numbers. Avatar The Way of Water is now at 1.44 billion worldwide. Meanwhile, Puss in Boots The Last Wish still doing well, now at 129.5 million worldwide. And Violent Night is still earning some cash, even as the holiday ends, with it now at 72.8 million worldwide. And with 2022 in the books, let's take a quick look at the global box office, which was 25.9 billion for the year, which is up 27% from 2021, uh, where the global box office made 18.4 billion. Those are solid numbers, but just like how it is domestic, globally there's still work to be done, uh, as the global box office is down around about 35% from pre-pandemic levels. Um, I think 2023 will help close the gap, but don't be surprised to see if uh, 2023's global box office is still around 10-15% down from pre-pandemic levels. Taking a look at the news in Hollywood this week, let's start with the most shocking, and that is Jeremy Renner ended up in the hospital in critical condition. On New Year's Day, there was an accident at his home in Lake Tahoe where he was run over by his snowplow. 
It caused blunt chest trauma, and it was air, he was airlifted to a hospital where he was rushed to the uh, ICU and then required two surgeries. The good news is, so far it looks like he'll make it, uh, just what will likely require a lot of time to recover. I'm glad he's okay, and we'll get better. I saw the news, personally I saw the news pop up on Twitter, and I was shocked. I was like, there's no way 2023 starts off with Jeremy Renner dying. Hopefully, he has a good recovery. Cineworld has come out and said that they, in fact, did not have discussions with AMC about buying some of their theaters. They also said that they will not be selling off their theaters individually and will instead look for a buyer to buy the company whole, but that it would not include Cineworld itself. That part has me a bit confused, so it sounds like they're looking to sell Regal and any other brands they have to a buyer and basically regress just, just having Cineworld and run that. Like, if it's just Cineworld in the UK, that'd be it. If there's a buyer that's willing to spend a few billion, that would sure help fix their debt issue and get them out of bankruptcy. Um, I do find it weird, though, that they mentioned that they did not have talks with AMC because AMC reported that in a filing with the SEC, and I don't think they'd be stupid enough to submit a form filled with lies to the SEC. Kind of weird. Thanks to an exclusive from Deadline, it looks like Gladiator 2 might have found its lead actor. They are reporting that Ridley Scott and Paramount are close to closing a deal with Paul Miskal to lead the movie. As for what it'll be about, it'll focus on Lucius, the son of Lucia, in the first movie, with him now being grown up. So yes, this would be a direct continuation of the story, and not a remake, which is a smart move. I have not watched anything with uh, Miskal yet, so I'm not going to give an opinion on if he's a good pick or not. I will say, I've heard a lot of good things about After Sun, and it's on my watch list. As for the Gladiator sequel, I'm cautiously optimistic that it'll be good. There's a new film in development at Warner Brothers thanks to another exclusive from Deadline. They are reporting that they are working on a remake of Them, a monster movie about ants from the 50s. Directing it will be Michael Glanchino, uh, with this being his first directing uh, theatrical debut, and he is also expected to score the movie as well. Right now, they are in the process of getting a writer to write the screenplay, so it's still likely a few years out. Uh, I will say, Michael Gancino is a solid director, and I think Werewolf by Night proved that. I think what will make him successful here is that while it's a movie, and not a special, it's still dealing with monsters, so it's in the same kind of wheelhouse that he just worked with. Uh, it's not like he's going from Marvel Studio Special to directing a rom-com, so I'm curious how this turns out. For trailers, we technically got two. Uh, from Universal, we got the first trailer for Renfield, the movie about Dracula's assistant. It stars Nicholas Holt as Renfield, Nicholas Cage as Dracula, and is directed by Chris McKay. I thought the trailer was pretty good. It seems to play it up as an action comedy. It comes out April 14th. From Sony, we got not a trailer per se, but a first look at Gran Turismo at their CES press conference. Uh, some of it is behind-the-scenes footage, but it actually doesn't look bad. It stars Orlando Bloom and David Harbour and comes out August 11th. For VOD Premium, let's start with Netflix, where it's no surprise, Glass Onion has kept raking in the views over the past week. From December 26th to January 2nd, it was the most watched English language film on Netflix with 127.2 million hours and is now in 10th place on the top 10 films for Netflix within 28 days of release. Those are solid numbers so far, and now that it's been out for over a week, uh, it's clear that while it's popular, 
it's not Red Notice popular. I do think it'll end up in a top five in the chart, maybe a top three, but that's probably going to be as high as it goes. Next, Roku announced that at the end of 2022, they had 70 million accounts around the world. Compared to the end of 2021, they had 60.1 million, so they're up 16.5%. Not only that, but streaming hours increased 19% from 2021, with 2022 ending up with 87.4 billion hours streamed. These are all good stats for the company, but the bigger news this week was at CES, where they announced that they're launching their own TV lineup. Now, I know that might sound a bit confusing, but basically until now, yes, there's been Roku TVs with third-party partners like TCL. Uh, so the box you, you bought would say Roku TV on it, but Roku, and Roku's built into the set. But overall, it's a TCL TV first with Roku built in. This lineup is different as the TV will be Roku branded with the TVs designed by the company itself. Now, as for, has, as for who's producing the sets, they did not say who that was. As for the lineup, there will be multiple models ranging in price and size. The sizes will be between 24 to 75 inches, uh, with prices going from $119 to $999. There's no set release date yet, just that they'll start to be available sometime in the spring. I'm not surprised by Roku making this move, as they have been looking to build out not only their content offerings, but their hardware. Before it was just streaming boxes and sticks, uh, then the past few years, it was sound equipment for your home setup. Well, logically, the next step is their own TV. This does have some potential benefits, as if the TVs are good, then they can build up a reputation as a great TV company. And if this gets new people to sign up and make a Roku account, then it's just more new customers. I do wonder if it will ever come out which company is actually manufacturing their TVs. But I do look forward to at least trying these out at Best Buy when they do come out. Personally, though, I don't see myself buying one. Disney has announced that Black Panther Wakanda Forever will arrive on Disney Plus on February 1st. Compared to Doctor Strange and Thor Love and Thunder, this lasted in theaters exclusively longer than both of them. Uh, but I think that was partially because of the holidays and to try and get leftover cash from the box office before switching to streaming and physical media. And we got some trailers for new films coming out in January. From Peacock, we got a trailer for a horror film called Sick, which is being produced by Bloomhouse and Miramax. The plot of the film is during the pandemic, two best friends decide to stay in quarantine at a family lake house, and it turns out they are not alone. So, I don't think this is going to make a big splash when it comes out, but it does help Peacock build up their movie catalog. Remember, for big universal films, they will swap back and forth from Peacock to Prime Video and back. With this being a Peacock film, it should just stay there. It comes out January 13th. And Netflix released a trailer for You People. This is a comedy about an interracial couple trying to navigate dealing with their families. It does feature some big names including Eddie Murphy, Jonah Hill, uh, Julia Louis de Freas, and Nia Long. The film comes out January 27th. And that's it for this episode of Box Office Receipts. First week of 2023 is in the books. As always, you can follow me on Twitter and on Facebook with links to them in the show notes. Thank you for listening. See you next time.